And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Friday the 1st of March. I'm Tim Spears and on today's show... Is Paul Pogba's career over? A four-year ban would mean he would only be able to come back in 2027-2028 season. Do United have a prayer in the Manchester derby? Once you dig into that run of wins that they had, there just was no control. It wasn't convincing in any way. And what's got Ronaldo riled in Saudi Arabia? The greatest player of all time or the greatest player of his generation is Messi and people keep bringing up and he can't help but react to it. This is the Daily Football Briefing with Tim Spears. Paul Pogba's career is in ruins after he was banned from football for four years for a doping offence. Juventus midfielder Pogba, who won the World Cup with France and was once the most expensive footballer of all time, gave a positive test for a banned substance which can raise testosterone levels after Juventus' first game of the season in August. That was confirmed by a second sample and Italy's anti-doping authorities requested a four-year suspension. Pogba maintains his innocence and will appeal the punishment to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Here's our Italian football writer, James Horncastle. He will appeal the decision to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Pogba says that he's sad and heartbroken after the decision came through from the anti-doping tribunal in Italy. This comes after a protracted process. Pogba gave a test in September after a game against Udinese. When the first test came back as an adverse analytical finding, a B sample was tested. That backed up the initial results, so that adverse analytical finding became a positive. And from that moment on, the prosecutor's office of the anti-doping tribunal in Italy began its investigation. And its investigation recently concluded, which is why we got a decision. What's the outlook like for Pogba then, James? Pending an appeal, of course. Pogba will turn 31 in March. A four-year ban would mean he would only be able to come back in 2027-2028 season. And his hope with this appeal is that he is cleared and is able to continue his career. At this moment in time, it's a bleak picture and one can understand his despair because if the appeal process fails, at his age, the career of a World Cup winner would practically be at an end. You're listening to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. Pogba's former club Manchester United face a daunting prospect on Sunday when they cross town to face their old noisy neighbours City in the Manchester derby. 
United may have won seven of nine in all competitions this calendar year, but it's been seat of the pants stuff for much of that, and they're without a number of important first team players, particularly in defence, with Lissandra Martinez, Luke Shaw, and Aaron Wambasaka all out, while Harry Maguire is a doubt. That's okay though, they only lost 6 3 here last year, 3 0 at home in the reverse fixture in October, and Erling Haaland just scored five times in one match in midweek. I think the appropriate word is gulp. Mark Critchley keeps an eye on both these teams for the Athletic and he joins me now. We'll start with City, Mark. I mean, the month of March looks pretty season-defining, potentially, certainly in the Premier League. Three games this month. It's United at home this weekend, Liverpool away next week, and then Arsenal at home at the end of the month. Do they enter this month in as good a shape as possible? If you asked City fans, they'd probably say that they aren't quite up to the same standards as they have been in the past at the moment. I think, um, you know, obviously dropped points against Chelsea a few weeks ago. They've scored 11 in the last six games, only three in the last three. And you're right, this is a really important month for them. In fact, I'd say between 3rd of March on Sunday and 3rd of April, they've got five games where they're playing, you know, United at home, Liverpool at away, Brighton away, Arsenal at home, Aston Villa at home. They're five games that any team in this league would not like to go into. And um, it's about how far or how close they are once they come out of that side, I think. So, look, if they come out of that run and they're still within touching distance of the top, you'd expect them to do what they usually do and go on one of these runs where they you know, build up a series of wins. And look, we all say it wasn't inevitable after Peril that, that City were going to come out on top. But um, at this stage, it's a really important month for them to get through. And yeah, it all starts on Sunday. Yeah, although I guess... Everybody's waiting for the, the ominous sort of City run and it did look like in midweek that, that it's coming or it started, you know, De Bruyne and Haaland, albeit against Luton, quite phenomenal really. It was outstanding, wasn't it? I mean, the telepathy that they've got, that that wavelength that they're working on, um, it's something that City have missed for most of this season, of course, with De Bruyne getting injured in the very first game. Haaland's had his spells out as well. I think everybody's known for a while that when those two really find that connection with each other, other teams in this league aren't going to be able to compete with them. And look, they'll look to carry that form that they showed in the FA Cup in midweek into into the weekend. You're absolutely right. Uh, and, and from then onwards, it's other, it's other players as well. John Stones has is, is started three games in a row after, after a spell out. And we've seen how important he is over the past year, really. He's taken up even more advanced positions now, incredibly. Then, of course, Rodri as well, you know, has been has been a... He, he's such an important presence, such a consistent presence. So if you've got those four players and they're all firing on all cylinders, then, yes, City always look pretty unstoppable. As for United, I mean, results generally been pretty good, apart from the Fulham game, of course, last weekend. But the rate of shots they concede is just remarkable. You know, it's, I think it's 18 per game is the sort of average at the moment, one every five minutes. If you couple that with the defensive injuries they've got, can you make a case for them stopping City? It's really, really difficult. I mean, look, what you just mentioned there, I know, look, the form's been okay recently. Ten Hag's coming out and he's saying, we've actually been pretty consistent since the start of the year, in 2024, if you like claiming that there's a lot of positives around the performances. But I think you're right. Once you dig into that run of wins that they had, there just was no control. It wasn't convincing in any way. These are still basketball games that go back and forth and United are just about edging it each time. And I think for neutral observers, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. They're some of the best games of the season. So entertaining, adventurous attacking play from both teams, usually because it just brings it out of them. But United's game isn't about control at the minute. And without that control, how do you, how do you beat? a team like City. 
Although my mind does does cast back to December when United were going to Anfield and everybody was writing them off and predicting sort of how many it would be. And obviously they got a, they got a good nil-nil that day. But against City, it's not been great for them recently. There was obviously the 6-3 last season. That was about 18 months ago now. And if they take a bit of a slap in this weekend, does that kind of, doesn't reflect too well on Ten Hag or are injuries really hampering him at the moment? There's injuries have been a problem all season and, and he's often complained about the fact that he hasn't been able to put out his best 11. Uh, it looked like a few weeks ago he would be able to do that and since then he's lost Luke Shaw, he's lost Lissandro Martinez and he's lost Rasmus Hoyland and to be honest they're three of the most important players within the system because all three of them are kind of irreplaceable in what they do and that absentee list is only really growing this week. <laughs> it's a great point about that game at Anfield that everybody was writing them off, everybody was expecting it to be absolute thrashing. To be honest it comes back to our previous answer I think they conceded something like 30 shots that day. So it still very much could have been, right? But they got by and United have had quite a lot of results like that recently and this season. And still the results, the overall performance has been largely underwhelming. Cheers, Mark. And you can watch the Manchester Derby at 3.30pm on Sunday. It's on Sky Sports in the UK or Peacock in the US. And elsewhere this weekend... Liverpool's youth team travel to Nottingham Forest in the Premier League on Saturday at 3pm. Arsenal don't play until Monday night away at Rock Bottom, Sheffield United. Fourth place Aston Villa are away at Luton and Spurs host Crystal Palace or as they're temporarily known, Oliver Glasner's Crystal Palace. Across Europe, the standout game in La Liga is 5th v 3rd, Athletic Bilbao v Barcelona. Leaders Real Madrid travel to Valencia. In Italy, Napoli, who won 6-1 in midweek at Sassuolo, take on Juventus in the big game on Sunday. Lazio host AC Milan tonight. Bayern Munich are also in action tonight, away at Freiburg, in the latest test of their medal in the race for second place. Runaway leaders Bayer Leverkusen don't play until Sunday, away at FC Köln. Now, it's not easy to rile Cristiano Ronaldo. He's a pretty level-headed, normal, modest guy. Keeps himself to himself and enjoys crosswords and gardening. But in a career first, Ronaldo showed signs of immature petulance the other night during a game in the Saudi Pro League, making a lewd gesture towards fans. He's been banned for a match and fined 6,000 quid. That's a minute's wages. Here to explain all is the inimitable Nick Miller. Come on then, Nick. What's he done? Well, Tim, he's got himself suspended by the Saudi Pro League. This all came from uh, came in a game... Uh, last week that his Al Nasser side won uh, 3-2 and um, I think it might have been after one of the goals that he was getting the classic old messy, messy chants from the crowd to which he reacted slightly strangely. He did this sort of half squat thing and then moved his arm back and forwards in the vicinity of his crotch. Now, if you were being kind of pure and innocent about the whole thing, then you you might say that it looked like he was miming polishing a table. Um, But if you weren't, well, you know, you can figure it out. I'll leave the rest up to your imagination. Yeah, he's been banned for one game, one Saudi Pro League game for this, and fined a total of about 30,000 Saudi reals, which equates to just under about £8,000 or $8,000. So what? Why is he do? Why is he doing this? Is he is he sort of playing up to like a cartoon pantomime sort of role, or is his ego is his ego really that fragile? I think it probably is. It's kind of the, the, this this sort of odd situation where you have someone who obviously has a colossal ego, but it is quite easy to maybe not puncture it, but 
quite easy to challenge it. He's obviously had this similar taunts about Messi for years and years and years, even though they're not really kind of especially relevant to each other now. They haven't been in the same league for six years. This is clearly just sort of embedded in his brain, embedded in his soul even, the idea that the only uh, the only person who might be able to you know, challenge the idea in his own head of him being the greatest player of all time or the greatest player of his generation is Messi and people keep bringing it up and he can't help but react to it. In other non-lewd related news, Eric Dyer's loan move to Bayern Munich will be made permanent in the summer when his Spurs contract expires. This story was broken by the man who never sleeps, David Aldstein, who tells us the option for a permanent contract has now been triggered, so Dyer, who's played six times in the Bundesliga since moving on loan from Spurs in January, will sign a one-year contract until 2025. Right, that's all for today's Daily Football Briefing. I've been Tim Spears. Your producer was Mike Zimmerman and executive producer was Ian McIntosh. I've been given a one-episode ban for making lewd gestures, so Michael Bailey will be with you on Monday. In the meantime, have a great weekend. The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.